Hi, gorgeous. This is episode number 235, and we have the wonderful Jamie J back on the show today. Hi, here is Jamie J, and you are listening to Heart Sales Podcast with Christine Schlonsky. Enjoy. Well, I'm so thrilled to have Jamie J back on the show today. I loved our last conversation where we talked about having processes in place for more opportunities. And today we are going to dive deep on finding the time to work on your business instead of in your business and why this is so very crucial to your success. Jamie J is the founder and managing director of Bottleneck Virtual Assistants. Together with an amazing team, they offer professional growth opportunities for ambitious leaders by creating an efficient and systematic approach to identify, hire, and cultivate team members who focus on specific roles and responsibilities. I hope you are enjoying this episode and you learn a ton and you really get that little differentiation from working on your business and in your business because it will be life-changing. Have fun. Well, I'm so excited, Jamie, to have you back on the show. Welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I, I loved our conversation and it's so important to really find time to work on your business and not in your business. And that's such a big stretch for people who are starting out or maybe they are in their first, second or fifth year and, you know, building up a team and really leveraging time, having processes in place and structure so that they can focus on what they are brilliant. Mm. Right? Um, yeah. You know, I mean... I always like to get a feel of what, for example, a new software does. But, you know, I'm at the point where I'm thinking, well, I want to get my overview so I know what I'm outsourcing, but I don't want to do all the single task anymore because I rather coach someone or create a new product or a group coaching program or write a sales page or something that, you know, that's fun for me and that has a much bigger impact than in putting together the next funnel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So how how do I know that you know the person I am hiring is a good person to hire? Like can you share some criteria I have to look out for so I make sure that I'm, you know, not hiring someone who ca can't do the work and who you know upsets me. Um right. and I keep explaining for I don't know, months and nothing happens. Right. Um, so I, I do want to go back a little bit earlier. You said you, you want to work on your business, not in your business. This right here, we all want to work on our business. We all want to have our business working great. But until you work in your business and get your systems and processes down, you cannot do anything else. And I'll tell you right now, the biggest reason in the United States costs $4,129 to hire somebody on average, according to Glassdoor. According to Glassdoor, it costs up to nine months salary to fire somebody. This is a huge cost. And it's really hard to find the right candidate. It's really hard. That's why I really like Bottleneck. We have, we've, I've been sourcing VAs from the Philippines since 2006. I've learned a lot about looking and matching people together and I've learned a lot about that. Now, is it a perfect science? Of course not. We, we have the human we element that right? we're dealing yeah. with. But we have really kind of honed in a good system, uh, if you will. 
But one of the things that we have to look at is, is you, Christine, is me. That's why we call it bottleneck. We're usually the bottlenecks in our own business. And it's so hard for us to kind of embrace that. Like, I'm the reason that we're, this is screwing up. I'm the reason that we're not getting good sales. I'm the reason that how in the world can I possibly look to someone else to do something if my store isn't set up right, if my systems aren't right? Because there's no way that someone can just look into Christine's head and think what you're thinking or assume that, hey, you know, Christine wants me to do this. I'm going to do this. And then you go, whoa, 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 what are you doing? That's not right. Well, you told me to. No, no, no. That's why systems and processes need to be put in place. It's so important. So how do you know if you're going to be able to find the right person? Well, first of all, if you have everything, single thing, I call it setting, it's setting, I'll kind of back up a little bit. First of all, you need to have a delegation roadmap. List this delegation roadmap out. It's on a spreadsheet or a Google sheet. You list three columns. The first column is going to be task. The second column is going to be expectations. Uh, I'm sorry, energy. And the third column is going to be delegation. So task, um, energy, delegation. So you list out all the tasks you do on a daily basis. Yeah, this will take you some time. But this is building that foundation. This is building that foundation, right? With each task, you're going to apply two values. Number one, does this give me energy or completely drain me of energy? Right? So you mark that down. The next thing is, is this something I must do? Like Christine, she kind of needs to be here to do the interview, but does she need to do the audio or the video? Right? So you will put, can, can, is this something Christine must do? Or can you delegate to this to someone else who can do it? And here's the key, 80% as good as you are better. This is a huge key because now all of a sudden you're setting your own mindset and your expectations that this person is not me, but if they can get a B on this thing, there's tons of room for them to improve. So I need to set my standards low. And then the, the, the other the huge thing is when you take all of these tasks and you throw out all of the ones that do not give you energy and that you can delegate, now all of a sudden you start seeing the foundations for a job role and responsibilities. And now maybe you can start seeing, well, I need two or three people or I need four people or you know what? I need one person and I can go to bottlenecks. They have their ISP program. <laughs> um, right. But, but that's the big thing because you can start now seeing a job role and oh my gosh. Now, if you say I want somebody to schedule some, manage my calendar for me. Well, you better have that step-by-step Okay, when I log in, I go here, I schedule here, I do this, step by step. Every time you click the mouse button, take a screenshot and write down what that step means. That's a workflow. That's what I talk about when doing a workflow. Now, guess what? You hire somebody and you give them that step by step. How can they mess that? Now, if they mess that up, not a good fit. But it's literally, they're saying, step one, go to this website. Step two, step three, click here. And there's images. There's sometimes people do videos. Um, one of the biggest misconceptions that many people have when they hire somebody is they think they're going to hire some rock star. And this person may well enough be a rock star, but they think as soon as they hire them on day one, their life is going to improve dramatically. You know what happens? Your life gets harder dramatically, much harder. Why? Because now you're managing your business 
and you're literally telling somebody else what they need to do. And that's a lot of the time. And here's the, here's this number one thing. I don't have time to hire somebody. Oh, so for me, it's very challenging for me to hear this. If you don't have time to hire somebody that tells me you have no systems or processes in place. Who are you to be hiring another human being being able to pay for this person to provide for their family when you can't even give them a system or a process to follow. And there's two reasons you want to do that because it, it reduces the learning curve. And the other reason is if there's nothing for them to follow, they're going to be all over the place. So it's disorganization. You have to, and, and give them a little tits and bits of uh, responsibility in the beginning but have them processed out. I don't care if it's, you know, setting, go to, I want you to go to this software called Calendly and set up a calendar for me. And these are the hours that I want you to have it set up. Oh, and by the way, here's the step-by-step process to take care of that. Oh, we're hiring another person. I want you to set them up on Calendly. Here's the thing. The first time is going to be a little challenging, but as I add more people, they just go right back to the workflow. Boop, 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 done. There's no way they can mess it up. So that's why it's so important that we understand it's on us, not the VA. You can find tons of good talent out there, but if you're not able to deliver, um, because they're going to look to us just as much as we're looking to them. We're going to look to them and see if they're doing stuff. And if they make mistakes, that's okay. Embrace them. We, we explain it like this in a basketball court. I let all of the team members, and we have 12 or 13 on staff, they go do whatever they want to. We have a check-in policy. They check in when they first come in. They check in before they go to lunch, after they come back from lunch. And then they check in 15 minutes prior to the end of the day with an update of all the tasks that they've done that day. And then they say, is there anything else you need me to do before I clock out in 15 minutes or before I'm done? This is perfect, right? Most of the time I'll say, no, this is great. Sometimes I say, oh, I have a question. So I explain it to them like this. It's in the basketball court. If you've seen a basketball court, you play all they want, shoot free throws, dribble, go between the legs, pass back and forth through their buddies. It does not matter. But the second that ball goes out of bounds, blow the whistle. Let's stop this. Why did that go out of bounds? Why did you go past the line there? And, and t- I, I try not to say why. But so, so what happened? Explain to me what happened. And then we'll kind of go through that. And we'll say, okay, so this was not a good result. But don't worry. Because you made this mistake, it's not going to bankrupt the company, but I want you to feel comfortable in letting me know that, hey, there was a mistake made. Let me know and let's work it out. Let's update our process or our system there to fix this because that's a friction point that we've discovered. Bam, you're off to the races. That's what a good leader is all about, is managing the expectations and managing those processes and letting it be okay. Say this and write it down and give it to them in an owner's manual so that they understand that, hey, this is the kind of company we are. This is our values. This is who we are. It's okay to make mistakes. When you asked, you know, how is it people able to find somebody? You go to bottleneck, that's what we do, or any, there's a lot of other companies out there that do it too, but you have to make sure your stuff is on point You've got to work in your business before you can ever work on it. And, and that's, just, that's just part of business. And that you, If this is really what you want, 
whatever that end goal is, there is a vehicle to get you there. And sometimes you're driving, you know, a beat up, you know, Pinto. Um, uh, but sometimes you're driving a really nice, you know, maybe it's whatever car or boat or whatever it is that you like, um, something that's very comfortable. And that's just the difference between having systems and not having systems. Mm, so, so important and so overlooked. And, you know, I'm working on my systems. I'm definitely not there where I could be. Let's put it this way. <laughs> but this is such an inspirational conversation because it does show me again that, you know, sitting down, making a little video, explaining how I like things done, obviously makes it easier for the person who's supposed to execute, right? Because they probably want to do a good job. But if I don't show them, they can't. Exactly. Right? So that, that really, really helps. So it's interesting that you used basketball because in your life, you do not really play basketball that often, don't you? <laughs> no, a lot of people do. So I guess they, they like yeah. it. I, I, I'm, I'm more of a hockey fan. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's a fun fact about you. And, it, it, you know, you didn't start just yesterday. Are you playing for over four decades? I know. It's crazy. Wow. So that's passion. Yeah, this will be my 40, 45th year playing. Yeah. It's crazy. Congratulations. And, and yeah. I mean, you play like regularly in a team. It's um, amateur, but yeah. mm -hmm. you're doing like everything that you do when you play hockey. <laughs> oh my, you know what the nice thing about it is too, is uh, for me with hockey, other people do golf or whatever. Golf for me is really mental. So it's hard for me to shut my brain off. Um, but for hockey, you get out there and it's so fast paced and moving around and yeah. Everything else is gone from my head and it just gives me some time to focus on the here and now and the present. And I, I just absolutely love that. Plus it's fun. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it totally is. And uh, so has this something to do with where you grew up because it's, you know, oh, yeah. cold. <laughs> yeah. I grew up in Alaska. So it wow. was, it was pretty much the only thing we could do there for about nine months out of the year. <laughs> okay, cool. So, so it does have to do with, with the upbringing. Yes. Um, yeah. But, most definitely. And, and you know, you love, you said you love, you love the water. So when you could, when you could choose, Like, would you go on vacation then to a colder place or would you say like, get no. me to the hottest beach there is? <laughs> well, we love water. We love Florida. Um, and we're actually looking to maybe even relocate and move to Florida. But we always look to see where the closest rink is when we move or we travel, we'll bring our gear. Um, and, and we always want to make sure that we're by a rink. You can have rinks. We've, we've looked all through the Caribbean. So there's only two places in the Caribbean that have rinks, um, Puerto Rico. And I forgot the other place, but Florida's nice. It has like three rinks all in a 30 mile radius of this place in kind of North of Fort Lauderdale. So really excited about that. because we get our boating, our, you know, our sun and fun. And we also get our, our exercise and our hockey. And, and, and I say we, I mean, my wife and I, that's how we met is uh, on the ice. Yeah. Awesome. So what, what does hard cells mean for you? Hard cells. Um, well, I think that's where you, you try to force somebody into purchasing something that they don't want. Oh, that, okay. Let me reframe. That was my accent. <laughs> oh, <okay>. heart. <laughs> oh, heart cells. Mr. T. <laughs> what does heart cells mean to me? That's a, that's a good question. I think, you know what? I think it's just, it's being a good, authentic person. Um, and 
I think it's conversation and dialogue, um, not selling. Uh, and I think if you really, for us, and you can ask anybody, I absolutely love what we do here. Um, my, I, I love the staff. The team is amazing. Um, I love my wife with all my heart and she works with us and, and that's hard to do sometime. And so I think, I think when you, when you talk about heart sales, I think it's, you know, our slogan is leading with kindness. Mm. Um, so I think as long as we're kind, we listen and we understand, I think that's what sells love, uh, you know, without getting too woo woo. Um, but it really is kind of, you know, you're, you're, you're going into a relationship with somebody, um, and uh, love might be a strong word, but but I I think it's I think it's necessary in this in this context. Yeah. Well, you know, I say that sales is love. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 <laughs> definitely, uh, I do agree. And do you remember the very very first thing that you ever sold in your life? Uh, yeah, hundred percent. My brother and I on Collindale golf course in Fort Collins, Colorado, we were in between the sixth and seventh hole. We would go and jump into the, um, water and retrieve the golf balls and we would sell the golf balls for 25 cents with the gashes in them or a, a perfectly good golf ball for, I think 75 cents or we even sometimes sold them for a dollar, which was a lot back in the eighties. And then we got savvy that when they were coming by to buy the golf balls, they were really hot and there was no one around. So we also sold lemonade. Yep. And that was this probably the summer of 82, 83, 83, 84 probably is when my brother and I first started doing that. Yeah. yeah, I'll never forget that. We had so much fun. It was blast going and diving for the golf balls. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. If it was a hot summer, especially. Yeah. So, and, and, and do you do you remember the feeling when you received money for the first time? Oh yeah, it was fantastic. We got to go out and we bought our Atari twenty six hundred and and uh, yeah, it was it was amazing. Um, I remember us counting the money, and uh, I remember I counted the money. And then I split it up, you know, between my brother and <laughs> you I. You made sure, it was, right? <laughs> it, was, it was equal, but I remember doing that. And I was like, man, this is pretty cool. You know, I was dividing out our quarters. And yeah, yeah it was a good time. Great. Your brother <laughs> younger or older than you? He's, he was younger. He yeah. was younger. So you took yeah. that responsibility. Okay. Yeah, cool. he was, he's uh, 16 months younger than me. <laughs> good. Well, thank yeah. you so, so much, Jamie. This was so much fun. Unfortunately, we are running out of time. <laughs> so, but I, I really want to send people, go to Bottleneck. Um, the links are all in the show notes. And under the resource tab, you find the link to the free consultation so that you can go through the test and kind of see if you qualify because you, you cannot work with everybody. Not everybody is a, is a good match because you want to help people to really move forward in their businesses and therefore they need to have some, you know, boxes ticked off so that it is a good match. So I really want to send them to bottleneck.online forward slash inquiry. The link is also, as I said, in the show notes under the resource tab. And um, yeah, do you have any wise word of wisdom we can part with? Um, I would just say, um, do something as if it's the last time you're ever going to do it. So document, document, document. And, uh, as soon as you're finished doing that document some more, 
Um, I just think it's so important. And um, yeah, thank you again, Christine, for giving me this this uh, honor and opportunity of speaking with you. And by all means, um, we, we were just written up in Forbes magazine. So you can check out a little bit more about our business there. And just, uh, just yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for everything. Yeah, congratulations for all the great work you do. And, uh, you know, being featured in Forbes is obviously really cool. And um, yeah, all your links will be uh, in the show notes. So it's just one click away. And I highly recommend you connect with Jamie. He does have his processes all in place. You know, getting you booked on the show was beautiful. You had wonderful support. Uh, I didn't need to worry. I didn't need to chase anything. So it was awesome. Thank you so, so much. And uh, yeah, have, have a wonderful day. Oh my gosh, you too. Thank you. <laughs> I really hope you have gotten as much out of this episode as I did. I found it so valuable to really make that distinction of how to outsource and what to do so you can really make it the best experience ever for you and for the person receiving the task. And, you know, we can do small steps to really help our business grow. We could just go out and hire one person for one hour a week or maybe for two hours a week or one hour a day or whatever it is. It doesn't need to be the full-time employee. It can really be just someone who can support you in whatever you do so you can dedicate more of your time to the things you love to do, to the things that you are amazing at, and to the things that will bring you most revenue. So I hope you are inspired. Hop on over to christineschlonsky.com and find the podcast tab. Find Jamie's amazing episode number 235. And you have the show notes, the transcript, all the links that are connecting to Jamie with just one click are over there. And once you're over there, Make also sure that you sign up for the empowerment notes. That's empowerment right into your inbox with all the updates on Heartsell's podcast and the amazing guests. And also I do share content that I usually do not share on social media. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful day wherever you are in this beautiful world. And I'm saying bye for now.